How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. So we've discussed kind of why we don't want to trade Spencer Jones or Jason Dominguez or Chase Hampton and all these really talented young prospects we're so excited about. But there is a world where it happens, and we want to discuss a potential mock trade for Jesus Lazardo of the Miami Marlins. Now we know, according to Bob Nightingale, that the Yankees have actually connected with the Marlins about a prospective deal, what that would look like. Now, Lazardo's a very good pitcher. He's had some injury histories in the past, but he's coming off a season where he pitched 178 innings, and I will sign up for that. And he has three more years of team control before he's a free agent. So you're getting a lefty starter with a lot of great upside, upper 90s fastball, and a six slider. I think it's worthwhile to consider acquiring him. Now, um, the question here is, what is he going to be worth in terms of capital that you have to give up? Now, there's a there's an avenue where the Yankees try to leverage Glaber Torres. You know, Miami needs infielders, and Glaber Torres is in the final year of arbitration, so he's got a lot of value. But I don't think they want to move him based on the fact they just added a lot of offense. I don't think they want to start stripping offense away. Now, giving away prospects is a true and tried uh, kind of method to acquiring good talent. Lozardo is that guy. You can trade guys who haven't even sniffed an MLB field um, for someone who's, you know, four, four or five seasons of MLB experience. And I think that's, you know, sometimes worthwhile considering. I don't want to deal Spencer Jones. Let me make that clear. But there is a world where if we have a chance to win a, a World Series, like, are you going to trade? I'll ask you, like, you guys this in the YouTube comment section. Are you willing to trade Spencer Jones now for a chance to make the World Series and win a World Series? Probably you're going to say yes. You know what I mean? You're probably going to say, I want to make a run at that. So, you know, Ryan, I'll let you kind of get us started here, what this trade outline would look like, how you think this could materialize, and if you think it's worthwhile to consider. Yeah, so the first thing we're talking about here, obviously, is the package. Like, what are the Yankees giving up, right? Spencer Jones, I think, has to go in this deal. I think you can't acquire a premium pitcher from a team like the Miami Marlins, where they lack a lot of position player depth and not trade one of, if not your best, best uh, position player prospect. Obviously, Spencer Jones will be a tough hit uh, hit to the Yankee organization. I'm going to be honest with you, I am a big fan of Spencer Jones. I think he is one of, you know, the better, uh, you know, outfield prospects, not just in the Yankee organization, but in all of baseball. Honestly, I think he's one of the best position player uh, prospects in the game. I, I think his upside's ridiculous. Uh, there's a lot to love here. I know that the the results weren't the best. They were pretty good, but not like stands out as a guy who's dominant. Um, but I, I think that result-based analysis for prospects is pretty shoddy anyways, right? Like we should be looking at how they project, not what they are currently. Um, and... You know, that type of that type of investment in a pitcher when you're a trading guy, Spencer Jones, indicates that you have to believe in this guy. And I think the Yankees really do believe in Jesus Lizardo, who also has uh, three years of control. So you have three years of him, could get him to sign an extension if he were to pitch better, uh, or not pitch better, excuse me, but to stay healthy. Um, and then furthermore, looking at the rest of the package you have to um, offer, I'm putting in Henry Lillane, who that's another tough one for me to uh, give up. I, I think Henry Lillane is going to end up being a pretty good pitching prospect, but I'd rather give up Lillane than Hampton. Um, I, I think Hampton's more MLB ready. Obviously, like Lillane is in the Florida Complex League. He's going to come up to single A next season, but I think the Yankees should look at this from the perspective of, all right, Hampton can help us in the immediate future, and if he pans out and he's closer to panning out and his median outcome is likely better, then the Yankees have, you know, Lozardo, Hampton, Cole, Rodon to anchor the rotation for a while. Um, you know, also, so two other pieces in this deal that I, could, I, I think the Yankees would have to give up. I think Peraza just fits for the Miami Marlins. Um, and looking at him as a tertiary piece, I think increases his value a lot, which to me is really the big thing here. I, I think you could offer Oswald Peraza in a deal as long as he's not the main guy you're giving up. Um, and, and that's, that's really, I, I think that that would entice the, the Marlins to say, all right, 
Peraza, this isn't a headliner of Peraza. This is just a guy who's also in the deal, who isn't one of the two best prospects involved. And there's a throw in, Yoenjis Gomez. I think Yoenjis Gomez is a talented pitcher. I think he makes a lot of sense for the Miami Marlins. He's a guy who could, you know, help their bullpen, or they could stretch out to start because he does have a AAA option remaining. They're going to obviously need some starting depth, so I think he helps them in that regard. And then I also have the Yankees taking on Avi Salah Garcia's contract because I think that that would, uh, you know, get a deal done. Like, I, I didn't want to put, I don't think this mock trade is for us to do conversation starters and say, hey, I think the Marlins would consider it. No, I think this is an offer you make to try to get the deal done. Uh, and Garcia, you'd be clearing out $13 million of contract for the Marlins for this year and for next year. Um, so that's huge, right? Like be the ability to say, all right, we're going to clear out about $26.6 million of, of annual average salary for you guys for a player who is just terrible at baseball. I think that's a win for the Marlins from the Yankees perspective. Like, I don't think Garcia does anything for them. I don't think he ever plays for the team. I think he's just bad at baseball. I'm not going to lie to you, Alex. Um, but that's why I'm taking him on so that we can take on a bad contract and make the Lazardo uh, package lesser. Maybe if by taking on Garcia, you can like say, all right, we're not going to add in Gomez. We're just doing Peraza. Like that could also work. Um, but ultimately, with Jesus Lizardo, you're getting a guy who struck out 208 batters from the left-handed side, just turned 26 years old. Like I I've had a lot of concerns about his elbow health and been like, all right, like I'm a little worried about how, how healthy he'll be for out throughout an entire season. But I think that concern exists for every pitcher. I feel like the conversation that we've had consistently on this podcast has always been, we should acquire this guy, but this guy's injury prone, or this guy could just get hurt, or this guy doesn't have the durability, or this guy doesn't pitch deep, into not, deep enough into games. I think we have to accept the fact that the Yankees are going to have to make a trade that they don't want to make, want to make, unless they want to go out and give, you know, Jordan Montgomery six years, or Blake Snell six years. And if they do that, that caps off what they can do in free agency, not only this year, uh, but next year as well. So let's say you want to say, all right, let's go get Robert Stevenson, right? Let's go get, I mean, I'm not going to get crazy here, but but Alex, like, I'm not saying I want to sign Josh Hader, but if his market falls and you trade for Lizardo, and you, you, you have money, like you, you have money to spend. Again, I'm not really big on paying relievers, but I'm just floating that out there. Like if something were to fall into their laps, they could go out and take advantage of it. Um, if they just wanted to, you know, put the money to the side and say, all right, when Soto becomes a free agent, we're going to just give him the greatest offer we could possibly give. That's also working for me. And then, of course, you know, if you look at some of the things the Yankees are going to need at the deadline, they're going to need, I think they're going to need an infielder. I think they're going to need to add a third baseman at some point. I'm not doubting that LeMahieu can be a solid player. I'm just doubting that he can stay healthy for an entire season. And then ultimately, I know that you're, again, you're adding on $13 million of salary with obviously El Garcia. He is technically outfield depth. Like, I'm sure the Yankees could figure out a way to, like, IL him and, like, Phantom IL him and kind of figure that out. Maybe they swing him in a different deal. Like, they, like, trade him and half his salary to a team who needs something in the outfield. I don't really know. But ultimately, like, Alex, I think you get an ace caliber pitcher, and that's what the Yankees need. Yeah, I mean, look, this is obviously a conversation we've had many times in terms of needing an ace pitcher. If you – look, here's the alternative, and this is the report I'm going to discuss right now this morning. Um, you know, Bob Nightingale also said – yeah, like over the weekend that apparently Yankees had interest from Marcus Stroman. They declined to give him an offer. Now today he's saying that there's mutual interest and something could materialize. Um, look, if the Yankee, and here's the annoying part about this. Marcus Stroman is a perfect, from a baseball perspective, perfect fit for the Yankees. Um, high ground ball rates, low home run rates, good pitcher, like, and he's healthy most of the time. He pitches over 100 innings in his last seven active seasons. Um, that's a guy you kind of want. However, the ridiculousness of his off-the-field situation is something the Yankees brass likely doesn't want to deal with. However, if they did get him, 
Strowman and acquiring a Luzardo or a Shane Bieber, like now your rotation is pretty good. Like now you can say to yourself, we have a championship caliber uh, operation here. Right now our pitching obviously is still up in arms and we still don't know, necessarily know what this is going to look like. Um, but I'll tell you what right now, I think the Yankees are going to figure this thing out. I don't necessarily think trading the farm or a lot of our really good talented players for Lazardo. I, I don't necessarily support it. I'd rather go in the direction of a Shane Bieber. And I, I know, Ryan, you're going to record something on a potential mock trade for Shane Bieber today as well. So check out that video a little bit later on. But Shane Bieber makes perfect sense. Working at driveline, you know, still had a sub-4 ERA last year, pitched 128 innings, coming off a season in 2022 with 200 innings. Um, you know, velocity was just about the same, a tick higher than 2022 as well. So, like, the velocity is still there. He, you know, he's not a big strikeout guy, but he's going to produce some ground balls. You know, he's a good player. Obviously, his upside is substantially um, higher than a lot of other alternatives. But, you know, he's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. He's going to cost you Everson Pereira and a, and a couple other prospects that are not anything to be uh, concerned about. So I, I kind of feel as though right now I like where the Yankees are. I don't think that Cashman is trying to part ways with significant capital to acquire pitchers. If he does... Lazardo makes a lot of sense. You know, this mock trade makes a lot of sense. Do we agree with it? I personally am not trying to move Spencer Jones. I think his upside is too exciting, and he's really close to making that MLB debut in 2025 at the max, I think. We're going to see him, um, and we're going to need those outfielders next year because Alex Verdugo might be gone. Who knows what happens with Juan Soto? So right now I feel as though the Bombers do have a good opportunity to get some cheaper alternatives in pitching. Like Shane Bieber is the obvious one. If they don't get Shane Bieber, I'll be pretty pissed because like it's so it's such an obvious move that they should be making, and they've already just made a trade with Cleveland they've already set the stage um, I think that it's just a matter of time before we see it push through but with that being said guys always happy to hear your perspectives down below in the YouTube comments section make sure to like and subscribe as always and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode